This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Alhamdulillahi Hamdin Kathiram Wa Tayyiban Mubarakin Fee Wa Ashadu An La Ilaha Illa Allahu Wahduhu La Sharika La وهو ولي الصالحين وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه تسميم كثيرة أما بعض فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محتفاتها وكل محدثة بدعاتهم وكل بدعات ضلالة وكل وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعضه next hadith إخواني is a tremendous hadith whether it's connected to a da'wah and this is what we're talking about the da'wah and the du'at the da'wah of al-Islam the call to al-Islam and those who take it upon themselves to make that call and all of us are from them, insha'Allah. But even outside of a dawah, just your own mental health, our mental health, protecting our interpersonal relationships with those who are closest to us. And it's a hadith that is from the Jawami' al-Kalim, those things that the Prophet says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not many words, but it has far-reaching implications, deserves being studied. Even after this daros, go back and look into it more. Our mother Aisha, she narrated the hadith from last week. And she's the narrator of the hadith this week. Two weeks in a row, we have a lady who is from the ulama of the companions. We have no male chauvinism in al-Islam, that ignorance, that jahil. The sheikh put two hadith in a row. And they both start off with the same thing. And both are centered around Aisha. Or she's the one narrating it, she's the one who heard it. Last week, he was looking at the Kaaba. Aisha was looking at the Kaaba. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa radiyallahu anha. And he said, Ya Aisha. لولا أن قومك حديثوا أهد بالجاهلية عائشة if it wasn't for the fact that your people were new or they just came out of jahiliya and he went and told him. this hadith is similar to that he started the hadith off and he said صلى الله عليه وسلم يا عائشة إن الله رفيق ويحب الرفق ويعطي على الرفق ما لا يعطي على عنف وما لا يعطي على ما سوى يا عائشة and each and every one of us is in the place of عائشة as if the Nabi is talking to you يا عائشة يا شريف يا بلاو يا علمي يا أبا أسامة يا فلان وعلان يا عائشة verily Allah is رفيق Allah is gentle, kind, easy. 
He wanted to punish all of you for what you've done. He wouldn't have left a single one of you on the earth, the ayah said. وَلَوْ يُؤَاخِذُ اللَّهُ النَّاسِ بِظُلْمِهِمْ مَا تَرَكَ عَلَيْهَمْ If Allah wanted to hold everybody on the earth for what they've done, He would not have left a single person on the earth. Not one of the people sitting here. Ya Aisha, verily Allah is gentle, easy. And He loves gentleness and He loves easiness. And He gives to the one who is gentle that which He does not give to the one who is rough and tough and mean and coarse and harsh. And he doesn't give to anyone, even the one who's not rough, coarse, maybe the one who's quiet, maybe the one who's a coward. Even those people, they're weak and they need Allah's help. He doesn't even give to them the way he gives to the one who goes out of his way, is in his way to be gentle and easy. Tremendous hadith. Verily Allah is gentle... And he loves gentleness. And he gives to the one who is gentle that which he does not give to the one who is rough and tough, a monster. And that which he doesn't give to anyone other than him. This hadith is a hadith that shows us the bankrupt nature of the house of many of the Muslims the unfortunate situation that is the reality of some of our homes and that in some homes all you find in the home is cursing and swearing and hatred you find in the home disrespect you find in the home domestic violence you find in the home they don't give salams they don't want to deal with each other that's not gentle and that's not ease everybody who's doing that in his home he thinks the haq is with him. I'm not giving salams because they did this to me. Or I'm going to be rough with my mother, rough with my son, rough with my daughter, rough with everybody. I'm clashing with everybody because the haq is with me. Rough and tough. The person doesn't get his way and he explodes, he screams, he's cursing. Another hadith similar to this, he said... There's nothing that has gentleness. Gentleness is put inside of something, except the gentleness beautifies it. And gentleness was never taken out of something, except it made it ugly. So if gentleness was put inside of the home, it's going to make that home beautiful. The man and his wife, they love each other, they kiss, they hug. When they come together, someone makes a mistake, ah, man, it's no problem. Even when they get upset, they forgive, they talk. The kids, how you doing, what's going on? They kiss, they hug. But like I said, the asif shadid. Many of the homes of the Muslims are dysfunctional. Many of the homes of the Muslims are violent. I mean, it's crazy. This hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa ala alayhi wa sallam, goes to show from the characteristics of Allah unlike the Yahud and the Nasara who can say whatever they want to say about their religion this Halloween thing that just happened had nothing to do with Christianity and Isa ibn Maryam 
But the Celtics, the Welsh, these people, Europeans, they came into Islam after being pagans. And when they came into Islam, they introduced into, they were pagans, they came into Christianity. And after coming to Christianity, they introduced into Christianity their paganism. And my mother, who was an African-American Christian, is practicing Halloween and she doesn't know why. Has nothing to do with Isa ibn Maryam. Nothing. So they say what they want. They believe what they want about Allah and is liberal. That's not the deen of Allah. We only believe Allah, his characteristics, the way he described himself. And the way the Prophet described Allah. Don't come, as a Muslim say, maybe Allah is a woman. Maybe Allah is a black man. Maybe Allah is a monkey. Hashanillah. Maybe Allah is a force. May the force be with you. That's not in the Quran and the Sunnah. Kufrun billahi. What Allah said about himself, لَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٍ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ All of those ayat describing him. This hadith describes Allah. Verily, Allah is a rafiq. He's gentle. And he loves gentleness. So the hadith shows Allah is gentle, easy, kind. And he loves. He loves in a way that befits his majesty. He doesn't love the way I love you, the way you love me, the way I love my kids, the way you love... Nah, he loves a way that befits his majesty. We don't know the reality of it. But this hadith shows that. And we stop there. Early Allah, he loves, and he is gentle, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Listen to me. One of the most important characteristics in al-Islam is the characteristic of being soft and easy and kind to the creation. It's mentioned over and over in the Quran and the Sunnah. Forgive, overlook, be easy, be kind, be gentle. Your mother, your child, this, that. Don't divorce. Go all of these ayat and ahadith. And yet, it's one of those characteristics that the Muslims are not taking care of. We are rough and tough and harsh. Rough and tough and harsh. How we deal with people. We don't think constantly, let me be gentle, let me be easy. And I'm going to tell you something. As you get older... When you're young, no problem. But as you get older and you start getting high blood pressure and all that stuff, being rough and tough will kill you. It will kill you. Because it's a state that's not healthy. So you have to start learning and developing. Take it easy. Take it easy. People about to fight over nothing. The taxi guy, the taxi driver drops him off and he can't open the door. He says, yo, man, open the door. He's trying to say, oh, open the door, man. It didn't require all of that. And he's like that with everything, just excited. He goes to the store, he wants to buy something, it's something simple, and he blows up and explodes like these firecrackers, fireworks that are go. He's like that. Po, 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 all over the place, over nothing. Keep living your life like that. You're going to die and kill yourself. Have mercy upon yourself, as the prophet said, being gentle to this ummah. His companions are traveling, they go up the mountain, and when you go up an elevated thing, they said, Allahu Akbar. That's what you do, you go in the lift, you go up the stairs, Allahu Akbar. The stairs in your home, Allahu Akbar. Because the more stairs you go up, the more elevated, 
Allah is over his throne. And you're saying Allah is a'la. Like when you make sajda. What? Say it again. Now when we're in sajda. Subhana rabbi al-a'la. You put your head on the floor. And you say glory to Allah the most high. I'm down here. So as you go up. Ah, you go closer in the sky and stuff to the arush. So you say, Allahu Akbar. So the companions, when they would go up, they would say that. And when they come down, they would say, Subhanallah. Allah is not down. I go down, Allah is not down. Allah is in the opposite direction. So those companions were writing and when they, they would scream, Allahu Akbar. Screaming. Rasulullah said, Ya Ayyuhannas. May you people take it easy on yourselves. You're not calling one who is far away, absent, and he can't hear. You're talking and you're calling on one who is close and he can hear. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take it easy on yourselves. So you try to help people. Take it easy. You're going to kill yourself with that anger. Screaming and hollering. You're going to kill somebody else. Roll rage. You didn't expect it to wind up like that, but you got out, you punched the man, he fell, hit his head, he's dead. You got out, he pulled out a knife and stabbed you. And after you got stabbed, and it's, you didn't expect that. You didn't expect today you're going to get stabbed in your heart, in your liver, in your spleen. You got stabbed. And as that blood is going out, you say, oh man, I didn't know this was going to happen, but it's too late now. So, al-rifq is never put inside of your kalam, in your speech, in your dealings, in your dawah, in your home, in your heart, except that it beautified whatever is put in. And anything that is taken out of, it is going to make that thing ugly. So, it is not befitting for our ummah to neglect the importance of take it easy, man, and have rahmah upon people. Man, what's wrong with you? He's your little brother. He's your little sister. She's your freaking mother. And then the way you behave towards your mother makes your brother want to crack your head open. Just take it easy. As it relates to Allah's ease and gentleness, just look at his names that he described himself. He is Ar-Rahman. He's Ar-Rahim. He's Al-Latif. Al-Latif. Al-Lutf. Like this brother is sitting with his son, laying down, he got his hands around him. That's Lutf right there. That your son can be close to you and on you like that, chilling. Okay, that's how it is when he's about five years old, five, six. He is, okay, man, relax. Chop my head. Hey, give me my head, man. Pick my head up, man. Put my head back on. Put your sword away, man. Little man. Now I like that. Be a man. But when that boy, after 10 years from now, inshallah, can him and his dad walk down the street holding hands, hugging? Can they show that same affection and it's natural? Why is it that as he grows older, as our children have grown older, when they were young, they're beautiful, they're cute and all that. Especially for the fathers. The mother is going to always love that kid, inshallah. But the father, he's cute when he's little and all that. But as they grow, they may well, oh, you're a problem. That's a lot. That's lot. 
How many people here can kiss their fathers on the cheek, on the forehead, or on the nose? How many can hug his father, say it to his father, I love you, right now? How many? Some of us, we can't do that. Not because we don't love and respect him. It's just not how we were raised. It's just not, you know, the reality of our situation. So Allah is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Al-Latif, Jintu, Al-Halim. That's his name, Al-Halim, Abdul Halim. The one who is for over, like really, really easy with someone. He is Al-Afu. You know in Ramadan, إِنَّكَ عَفُوٌ تُحِبُّ عَفُوٌ فَعْفُ عَنِّي Oh Allah, you forgive, you pardon, pardon me. Allah, he is Al-Afu, he loves to forgive. You made a mistake, you made a big mistake. Zina, mistake of not praying, mistake of the, whatever it is, and you make toba. Allah is an awful. Forgive all of that stuff. Some of us can't forgive people for stepping on his toes, stepping on his shoes. Can't forgive him for pushing him at the Kaaba. At the Kaaba, he gets pushed. He gets pushed, and he can't be easy at the Kaaba. What do you think you're going to prove by screaming and shouting and arguing with the other pilgrim? who may have been pushed into you, or he may be ignorant. He has that exuberance. But you're so, nobody push me around, nobody take my hop. Yo, Hodge, take it easy, man. Punch you in your face, knock you out, right here at the Kaaba. Put you in a coma. Hammer time. Hey, man, the guy pushed me right here. I was trying to avoid the old lady. What you talking about? At the Kaaba, be gentle, brother. What's wrong with you? All of those names and attributes of Allah They show that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself Is gentle with us Forgiving So it's not acceptable We have to change this reality And change this narrative Of being so intolerant of people This is one of the big reasons Big mushkilas with Daesh Killing people The takfiris Man you're too rough and tough and people go over board and tabir, you this, you that. This is one of the pro Take it easy, man. They don't know. It's the condition of the people. So as it relates to this hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa ala alayhi wa sallam, listen, ikhwani, I just want to mention to you two ayat, everybody memorizing, everybody heard them before. Two ayat from the most many ayat that put a lot of emphasis on the gentleness that Allah wants from us and that he put in this religion. He said about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةٍ لِلْعَالَمِينَ We sent you as a rahmah to everybody. Everybody knows that ayah. So why are you so rough and tough? لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا You have in him a perfect example. And Allah sent him as a rahmah. He was a rahmah to the kids, rahmah to animals, rahmah to his friends, wife, his grandchildren, he was a rahmah to the enemy, he was a rahmah, we know that. But some of us are like an ignited fire, or TNT, TNT, or C4 even, C4. We are ready to explode at any moment. That's one ayat. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةٍ لِلْعَالَمِينَ you're giving dawah and you've been sent to give dawah. You are rahmah to everybody. The other ayat, 
It's a statement of Allah Ta'ala Fi bima rahmatin min Allahi Linta lahum we all know this ayah. We all heard this ayah. It was a rahmah from Allah upon you, Ya Muhammad, and them. That you were gentle and you were easy with them. If you were rough and tough with them, they would run away. Many of us would not have embraced Islam if Rasulullah didn't bring a religion and a sunnah that was gentle and easy. Why in the world would a revert girl She's clubbing, she's partying. She doesn't even have to do that. She's a nice girl, but she's not wearing hijab. Why would she come into this religion, put hijab on, if this religion was just punching her in the face and slapping her and telling her you're nothing? Say, I don't have to be a Muslim. Not. This, Muslim, this religion is a rahmat to her. So she accepts Islam and she expects to be dealt with in that way. Rahma, those two ayat. No one here. Except that he heard those two ayat. Then why are we rough and tough all the time? We hear things about people, we hate them. He look it up, we can't even smile. In this religion, when you meet someone and you smile, it's a sadaqah. Dude is so bakhil, so stingy, he can't even smile. Can't even smile, can't give that up. He got a mean mug you. Like he's been eating lemons all day long. As if there's something manly about that. Be gentle, brother. Be easy. Be kind. So concerning these two ayat of the Quran, Prophet Muhammad was the Sayyid of Bani Adam. No one here is close to him in terms of his position with Allah and his reality. Our sins being short and all that, we fall short of the mark. No one is close to him here. And yet, he was more gentle to the people and the creation than anyone here, anyone. So I don't think it's worth my while to try to be like him. He's better than me, and he was gentle. He's stronger than me. He was gentle. If someone here tried to wrestle the prophet of Islam, in our audience, we have MMA people. I grew up fighting. I'm not scared of people. I see the guy, 280 pounds. He's bigger than me. When we going to fight, I'm not scared of him. I think I can win. But if a guy is MMA, from what I saw, I'm not scared to tell you this. He bumped into me. I look at him. I see those cauliflower ears. I'm going to say, go ahead, brother. Big man. Go ahead, man. Because I know he grapples. I don't grapple. I'll box you. But that dude grapples. And he'll kick me from 10 feet away. Kick my head off. How am going to stop that? It's like a person who has a gun or a knife. I say, hey, big man, go ahead, do your thing. Let me live. I got babies I want to see. I don't have any problem with that. We have mixed martial artists in this masjid, straight up. MMA people in this masjid, right now. If the best one here were to fight and wrestle with the Nabi of Islam, وسلم, he would split you in half from his strength. And yet, he was the most gentle person. And I can't be gentle with my wife. Something's a problem. Something's a problem. Shaitan, shaitan. So the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was a gentle man. And he told us, take it easy. What's wrong with you? Yes, yes, don't get it twisted. There is a time to be strong, rough and tough and manly. You're defending your deen, your honor, your family. 
then be a lion, be an ignited fire. Make them people, you know, regret the day their mother gave birth to them. You did that, what? Come to my house and do what? Did that to my, what? You're going to regret the day you came to this earth. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just taking it easy and dealing with people. Especially those who are close to us. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought a religion that shows rahmah. How? I ain't going to go through all of that. But look, the issue of at-tadarruj. At-tadarruj. From the word daraja. Daraja means like this, to go up. Al-mi'raj, to go up. Al-isra wal-mi'raj. At-tadarruj means to do things in degrees. This is one of the mercies of this religion, the rahmah of this religion, and that things are with a tadarruj. Allah said in the Quran, Allahu ladhi khalaqa samawati wal ardu wa ma baynahuma fi sittati ayyamin thumma stawa ala al arj. Allah is the one who created the heavens and the earth and everything that's between them in six days. And after that, he rolls over the throne. He did that in tadarruj. It's easy for Allah to say, kum, and it just all happened. But he did it in six days. Not because he needed six days. Not because it made him tired and he got to get rest. It's because it's teaching us a lesson. Take it easy, a tadarruj. You're a newly married man. This is the beginning of the marriage. She can't cook. She just got out of her house. Take it easy. What's wrong with you? He's a brand spanking new Muslim. Take it easy. At-tadarruj. The Prophet says, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Inna ahadakum yujma'u fi batni ummihi arba'ina yawmin nutfa. Thummi yakun alaqatin mithla thalik. Thummi yakun mudqatin mithla thalik. Each and every one of you is brought together in his mother's womb for 40 days as a sperm. You're in there 40 days. And then 40 next days, 80, you are a leech, you are a alaka. You are this other, this other creation, a little bigger. And then for the next 40 days, you become a morsel of flesh. And then the angel is sent and told to breathe into you the spirit of life and to write down four things. Allah could have created you just like that. No, but there's tadarruj. Because Allah needed that? No. Teaching you a lesson. If Allah al-Qawi, al-Mateen, al-Aziz, al-Jabbar, al-Wasi' If he did this and he showed you these days, take it easy. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to take it easy. Take it easy. Allah is teaching us. When the Prophet wasallam came with Islam, he didn't make khamar haram, sharab. Alcohol haram right away. Dude came into Islam. He's smoking weed. That's what he does. Smoke weed. Take it easy, man. Take it easy with him. Don't cut his head off. Don't blast him. Take it easy with him. She's a new brand new spanking Muslim. She can't wear hijab yet. It's the first month. Take it easy, man. Take it easy. Allah didn't reveal the hijab right away on the companions. And when the hijab was revealed, our mother Aisha said, Rahimallahu nisa al-ansar. May Allah have mercy upon the ansar women. When the hijab ayat were revealed in Surah Al-Nur, 
they got up and they went home and they took all of their kumash, their material, and it was black. And they put it on and they came out and they looked like crows, black crows. But why did they do that? Because prior to the hijab, the ayahs being revealed, they were getting knowledge about Allah, Yawm Al-Qiyamah, At-Tawakkul, and all of this stuff. So when the hijab came, they're not used to that in Jahiliyyah, but when it came, they said, ah, that's from Allah, let's get busy. Take it easy, man, take it easy. This dude is a brand spanking new married man. He is a gorilla, a gorilla, harangatang. He's about to break something up. He's going to break it. Hey, man, relax. Take it easy. She's never been with anybody. What's wrong with you? It's one of the delils of the ease of this religion. Inna Allah rafiq. Wa yuhibbu rafiq. Allah is gentle. And he loves gentleness. And there are many examples just about at-tadaruj. From them... Is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well When that baby comes out That baby goes through the whole process And it's mentioned in the Quran Little kid, little baby, infant Becomes a toddler, you go there And then you start to go backwards You become old After knowing a lot, you don't know anything later on And when you get to that stage Those people around you Have to look at their elder Relatives and people walking around. I was looking at Sheikh uh, Muhammad, Abu Muhammad, the Yemenese man. May Allah give him life. And he's praying and he's bent almost halfway over. He was praying in front of me. We see that man and he finishes. We should give that man love. How's your health? What's going on? You okay? You need anything? Because he's an ayat. An ayat. People like him. But some of us have relatives who are like that. No love, no acknowledgement. Not only that, we're rough and tough. We steal from them. We go to our grandmother's house or our old auntie's house because we know she's not paying attention and we take her money. Allah is gentle and he loves gentleness. Listen to this dua of the Rasul of Islam sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. He made a dua. Listen to this dua. He said, Allahumma man waliya min amra ummati shay'a fa shakka alayhim fa ashfuq alayhi. Listen to this hadith. Oh Allah, anyone who becomes responsible for anything concerning my ummah and he's rough and tough with them after being responsible, he's rough and tough, make it rough and tough on him. Oh Allah, anyone who assumes responsibility about anything of this ummah and he's rough and tough on them, then I ask you to be rough and tough on him. This hadith proves number one, very important principle. Command to deen to dan, as you do it will be done unto you. It's from the many delils, pay attention. As you do, it's going to be done unto you. Oh Allah, if he's rough on them, be rough on him. This is a delil. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la tansu, la takunu kalladhina nasullah fansahum infusukum. Oh you believe, don't be like those who forgot about Allah. So Allah forgot about them. You forgot about Allah, forget you. Uthkuruni afkurukum, washkuruni, wala takfarun, 
Remember me, I remember you. Give thanks and don't disbelieve. If you do good, it come back to you. You rough and tough, you're going to find someone somewhere along the line going to smack your head off. So that's the first thing. There are many delils. Abdullah ibn Abbas, riding with the prophet, he say, Oh young man, remember Allah, Allah remember you. Remember Allah, you'll find him in front of you. Remember Allah in the good times, Allah will remember you in the bad times. Remember Allah when you're young, Allah remember you when you're older. Remember Allah when you got money, Allah remember you when you don't got money. Remember Allah, like Allah remember, as you do, it'll be done unto you. You keep giving your parents a hard time. You keep giving your family a hard time. You keep being the one who's doing this. So I'm the one who's doing this. Whatever we're doing, that script to be flipped on you, and then you'll have to suffer that. And this is one of the things that, Khwani, listen, the person, his wife did him wrong, and she left him. Brother, open up your mind. Eliza is going to protect you. If she did you wrong, be a Muslim and get strong. It's going to happen to her too. Don't be out crazy. The sister, the dude did you wrong. He was lying to you. He wasn't straight up. And you feel like this whole year that you put this time in and this loyalty in and this sacrifice. And it turns around, he really didn't want you. When it was time to get divorced, he's like, hey, whatever you want. Okay. And you are blown away and, and you, what? Don't spaz out, sister, spaz out, leave Islam, argue with him, start cursing at him, take him to court, get a knife, run him over in the car. He did it to you, fear Allah. It'll happen back to him and Allah knows best. That's how we got to look at it. So as it relates to this issue, ikhwani fillah. Oh Allah, anyone who takes responsibility of anything of my ummah and he's rough, be rough as you do be done unto you. Second point I want to bring about this hadith is that the hadith is general. Oh Allah, anyone who takes responsibility for anything concerning my ummah. For an example, he's the father of the house. So he's responsible for that ummah, those Muslims. And he's rough and tough. Oh Allah, make it rough on him. Like I said before, some people, as soon as their dad, as soon as their pops, as soon as daddy old his keys hit that door, <laughs> people start scattering like the roaches when the lights come on. They don't want to be in his presence. They out of there. Because that brother, that man, something is wrong with him. He could have grown up somewhere in Africa, and I'm not against African, I'm a proud African man. But he grew up, he was abused, something happened to him, even not educated. He grew up hating people, so he's rough with his kids. He's from Pakistan, he's from wherever he's from, wherever he's from. He's an African-American, grew up real rough. And he doesn't know how to deal with his kids. He doesn't know how. He does, and that's the reality of many of us. He's responsible for those Muslims. And he's rough and tough. It's general. He is, he is the imam in the masjid. He's responsible. And in the khutbah, he's always talking. Real rough and tough and nasty and condescending. Closing the door of rahmah and hope on the people. Oh Allah, make it rough on him. He's in the madrasa. He's in the madrasa. 
He's the muallim in the madrasa for the Shabbat. And he's rough and tough. He takes the little, little homie. He's just a little kid. You know, he's puny and his, and his, he's smaller than the other kids who are five, six. He looks like he's three or four. You know, he's small. The teacher takes him and he's like this. Or even worse than that. He gets tired of the baby crying because he has to work. And he takes the little infant and does it like this. And that shaken baby syndrome. <laughs> Are you serious, man? Are you serious? Molesting a kid. Are you serious? He gets married to a lady who has children that are not his, stepchildren. And he's rough with them. He just wants their moms. He doesn't want them. And he's of Allah. Anybody who puts himself... Now the hadith really is about the khalifa. It's about the khalifa. Allahumma min waliya, min amri, ummati, shay'a. It's about the khalifa, the leader. Any leader, the khalifa, the imam, he becomes responsible for the ummah and he's rough and tough. Be rough and, It's about him. But it's general. It's not just, it said anyone who takes responsibility for anything. And that's a lot. He is a die and he's given dawah. This book is called Ad-Dawah with Duat. The dawah, what we're calling to. And those who are calling. Well, this hadith shows us, take it easy, man. You've been made responsible for aspects of the dawah. And all you have to offer the ummah is so-and-so is an innovator, so-and-so is a kafir, so-and-so doesn't know, the brewies are this, the diobundis are that, the ahnaf are this, and you're this and that. That's all you have, man? You mean to tell me you can't make us happy? And look, look, listen to what I'm telling you right now. Listen to what I'm telling you. He's rough and tough in his dawah. But the Prophet said, anybody who puts gentleness in something, it beautifies it. So he is a person who is an innovator. Innovator. But he has the gift of gab. And he smiles. And he's easy. So he's telling people kufr and shirk. He's teaching them from the Muslims. But he's gentle and he's nice and he's smiling. And as a result of that, it makes them more apt to believe him. And to fall into that stuff. And this is one of the reasons the Prophet says, Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam, Akhwafu ma akhafu ala ummati, Kulli munafiq, alim, alim, alisan. The thing that I'm most fearful for my ummah is a hypocrite who has the gift of gab. He's up there and he's talking about the Mawlid and Haza Naza and Yarmida. And he's nice, articulate and easy and smiling. He even knows the importance of smiling. He's just nice. And the people say, man, wow, look at that. It's got to be the right thing. And then here the guy who is the Sahibul Haq. He has the truth. But he's rough and tough. Now, there's some rough and tough people who are like him who gravitate towards that. And it appeals to them. But the ayah said, it was a rahmah from Allah, ya Muhammad, that you, you were gentle and easy with them. If you were rough and tough, they would have run away. So those people who identify with that roughness, something wrong with them. 
Because the fitrah, the natural disposition is, don't be rough and tough on me, man. Don't be rough and tough on me. I'm older than you. Don't talk to me like that. Don't deal with me like that. I may be wrong. I may have made a mistake. But I'm telling you people, don't talk to me like that. Uh, I'm older than you. You can lodge your complaint and you could discuss with me and you could tell me that was wrong. But don't talk to me like that. Don't deal with me like that. أَفَمَنْ زُجِّنَ لَهُ سُوَ عَمَلِهِ يَرَاهُ حَسَنًا is the one who his evil deeds, they're made to appear good to him. He sees them as good. So the person who's older than him, in his mind, there's something wrong to him. And he goes off towards the person. And he believes that that action is sanctioned. Because his deeds, his bad deed was made to appear to him good. Because you got to, brother, you keep existing like that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're going to make fitness for yourself and fitness for people. So the Prophet was afraid, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from the munafiq who knew how to talk and knew how to deal with people. Don't be like that. Be a da'i who knows when to be rough and tough. You're sitting there and there are a bunch of people sitting there and they're trying to say all of the spokes of the wheel lead to the sinner, right? So the... Lesbian Muslim lady says, yup. And then the liberal one says, yup. And then the feminist one who doesn't wear hijab says, yup. And then they just keep coming down the line. And then it comes your turn. And you're the 12th one in the line. And everybody says something whacked out. You know it's whacked out. Your turn comes up and you say, kella wallahi. All of them said is not right. What's the truth is, this, 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 this. Clearly and with respect. Clearly and with respect. We're not telling you just get along with the people. Say the truth when it has to be said. So this hadith of the Prophet of Islam, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, as we were mentioning, it is talking about the leader of the Muslims, but it applies to everybody. Some of you are mudara. You're the mudir. You're the mudir at your job. Morrison's, um, the hamburger joint. I'm going to say burger joint because people get offended when you say hamburger. I don't eat no hamburgers, man. I grew up calling them hamburgers. I don't eat ham. You know, in Malaysia, in Malaysia, you can't go and say, let me have a hot dog because they think you want a dog that's been cooked. Man, I don't want no dog that is a hot dog. So in Malaysia, you can't even use that word. They will look at you because it's their culture. I'm not putting them down. You eat dogs? You have to ask for a sausage. No, man, give me a hot dog, man. You know, like in America, a hot dog. That meat that ain't no good. They crush up the bones, the eyes, the ears, everything, and they give you a hot dog. That's what that is. That's what I want with ketchup and all that stuff on it. So the point here is... The Khalifa can be rough and tough, but it says talking about the mudir. What's the mudir? Huh? Hmm? What? The manager. You're the manager. You're the supervisor. And you're rough and tough with all of the workers under you. And from them are Muslims. You're rough and tough. 
Now, again, I look at some of the mixed martial artists in the audience, and, you know, sometimes we have to come back and make things clear so people don't misunderstand. What if I'm training somebody in mixed martial arts? When I'm training him, should I push him to get the most out of him? He's a weightlifter, and I keep saying, push, push. Or should I be saying, push, push? No, I should say, I should be push, man, push. And then when he can't push it no more, I help him a little bit until he gets it up on that last one. Because that's the one that builds strength in his mind and in his body. The one he had no strength to get it up, but he just kept fighting. You were helping him. These non-Muslims, Akhi, and the Marines in America, and not only them, IBM and some of these companies, these big Fortune 500 companies, they'll take their workers and take them to an Olympic-sized pool, push them in the water, and make them hold their breath until they think they're going to die. And they keep doing that until the person overcomes fear and he's able to manage himself. When it first happens, he swears he's going to die. But they keep doing that and training him how to deal with pressure, under pressure. Then when he's under pressure, he's just moving reflexes. So in this context, I'm not talking about that. Make your son strong. Make yourself strong. Son, every time you start crying, hey, man, we ain't got no RuPaul's up in here. We ain't got that up in here, man. Don't cry. Express yourself. Talk. Handle that. That's not me. But if you see that your son is kind of soft, take it easy, man. Don't break his spirit. Don't make him into a man. He's going to grow out of that, inshallah, with your supervision and your support and stuff like that. He'll come out of that. But his nature just can be he's an easy, nice kid like that. And then the other kid, he's a rough one. He's a roughneck. That one is the one you have to cool him out. It's all about balance, Ikhwani. So the point of all of this, we're giving da'wah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we are responsible for the ummah, your family. Take it easy. And giving da'wah to your family, our families, take it easy. Be gentle. Let that sister be gentle to the husband and vice versa. For my African-American uh, brothers and sisters who may be listening, and you as well, you know in America there's this lady, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah, she's very famous. There's another African-American woman, she's like a uh, relationships expert. Her name is Liana. Liana. I'm making a point. I saw this thing today with this lady, Liana. She's trying to help the husband and the wife to, you know, come together. And sometimes these people have more knowledge than us. Even a kuffar, they teach you how to be in a relationship. You know, TED TV? You go to TED TV and you just put in there how to control anger. And a guy get up and tell you how to become a better, better public speaker. They'll tell you how to fall in love. They'll tell you with nice kalam that's beneficial, inspirational, informative sometimes. So this lady, Iliana, she told the girl, go ahead and tell him what you feel. So the lady sat there and she said, well, I just want to let you know that your children, who don't come from me, but your children, they don't respect me and they sleep all day. And that, that lady said, hey, 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 hold up, hold up. Come over here. Told her to sit here, and that lady, Ilana, Ilana, she got, she said, listen, she started up, she said, listen, your children, 
I want them to grow up to be good men like you. And I just want you to be on my... And the way she did it showed you that's how you get the honey from the bee. That's how you get the honey from... Your wife come, as soon as you come into the door, you had a rough day and everything, and you trying to be soft in the head, and as soon as you come in the hey, you never did any good for me in your life, I want to go home, you're like, hey, come on, and then he blows up, that ain't the way you do it, be easy with that man. There's the bee nest, there's the bee nest, the bee's nest, and they're protecting that queen. I've seen with my own eyes, these people go without gloves, and they take the honey off, bees on them, and they're not getting stung. Because they're calm, they're cool, they're collected. Not a single bee stings them. I don't like bees. I was young, and I went to a swimming pool, and there was a bee floating. I thought he was dead. I went to pick him up. That joker stung my hand. That's the only time I was stung by a bee. And I've been scared of him till his day. Scared of the bee. Bee come around, I start hearing a bee. At Hajj, we had a bee. I got up and got out the tent. I'm not getting stung by the bee if I can help it. And I'm going to run you over to get out. No being gentle. I'm getting out of that place. I'll never forget the bee stung me. I'll never forget it. But here this person goes, and he takes the thing. The bee doesn't sting him. And then here the young person comes. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa said that the honey is a cure for everything. This is the pure honey. Give me that back. Give me that back. And then he hits the bee nest. Boom! And then the bees come and kill him. Sting him all over. Kill him. And he scratches his head after he's dead. He said, what happened? Brother, you were shadid. You were mutashaddid. Prophet Muhammad says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, gentleness was never put inside of something. Like getting the honey from the bee. You know our wives have honey, right? I don't know about you. Don't you call your wife honey? How many of you call your wives honey, man? How many of you got Nobody. Hey, honey. Hey, babe. Hey, boo. Hey, little mama. Hey, mommy. He doesn't know those words. Nor does he ever say, I love you. I want to thank you. He never says that. And she never says, big papa, big daddy. Hey, why are you laughing, brother? Is that funny? I thought that was normal. Your mother and wife say, hey, hey, big papa. Well, I love it when you call me big papa. What's wrong with that? Because they like that. What's wrong with that? So the shade of the Karam Ikhwani is just that. It's better for us to laugh and to be cool within reason. But everybody, he has to look at himself. So some people in the audience, and they started to dot us off like this. And it's still like that. So, okay, man, you on that little hoist of the minhaj, I can't help that. But that's what we're talking against. People give dawah to a sunnah and salafi and you rough and tough. That you can't wait to expel people from the salafiyat al-mubarakah. We should want people to be on a salafiyah. What is salafiyah? A salafiyah is... The kitab and the sunnah and understanding this religion the way those companions. That's all. Take it easy. Easy. Last thing that we want to mention, Khwani, concerning today's daros, is that I want to challenge you in a nice way as your big brother, your older brother. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. 
to try to constantly remember for the rest of the day, 24 hours, just a test, like, you know, a challenge. Try to remember, be gentle, no matter what's going on, everything that's going on. We're going to get up and we're going to leave, and I want to roll out, I want to bounce. There's someone here who came from uh, Walsall, they came from somewhere, I don't know where they came from, and they came to stop me to talk. I got to get back to the house, man. I got to get back to my crib. I live in Lees. I'm here now. I got to be with my family, with my crew. I told you people before, my wife had that uh, corona. May Allah bless her. People asked me because I said in the chuppah, how your wife doing now? How your family? I said, she's okay, alhamdulillah. She's getting on my nerves. So she's, she's, she's okay now. She's normal now because she's doing my head in. Before, she, when she was sick, she wasn't doing my head in. I was the one who was worried. But now, she's okay because she's back to normal. She's back to normal. I got to get back to the crib. As I'm going out, the brother came from London. What? Hey, I need to talk to you. All right, brother, what's going on? And he has some complicated issue. Man, I didn't sign up for this when I came here. Abu, Abu, Abu. I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you. Just keep thinking about it. And you're going to see, Ikhwani, this hadith fits every single human encounter that we have. Every moment that you're alive and you're dealing with people, there are things that you could be gentle, and there are things that you could just be your normal self that you're used to. Abu, high blood pressure. It's going to kill you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from high blood pressure. We ask Allah ta'ala for giving us hearts that are hard and dead and coarse. And we ask Allah ta'ala to make us of those who are the ruhama. Have mercy upon those who are on the earth. And the one who is over the heavens will have mercy upon you. That companion, he had a slave. And he was upset, and he was rebuking the slave and hitting the slave. What's wrong with you? You better get with it. And he, because it's a slave, companion, going off. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam came from behind him and said to that man, and the man didn't see. You don't have more power over that slave than what Allah has over you. You want to treat him like that? The power you have power over him, over your wife, over your kid. You have power over them. But the power you have over them doesn't equal, doesn't compare to the power that Allah has over you. Allah can send a fly, go up your nose and kill you right now. Allah doesn't need a fly. Allah will stop that heart from beating a, get one more pump. That's it. You got a heart attack. You got a stroke. Allah will cause you to have an aneurysm. Where a vein in your brain suddenly pops. You're going to eat food and you get choked. The bone went down your throat and you're dead. So you just remember that. For the real rough and tough joker from amongst us. When you go back home, you don't smile. Now I'm wondering, and I want to say I'm the roughest of you all. So this kalam is to me. When I go back home, I'm the roughest of you all. So don't think I'm trying to put you out. But those of you who are like me, rough and tough, don't sit there and, and, and say you can't do it. You have to say, no, I can't do it.
I can't do it. But what's going to happen is it's going to require effort. The hadith says, The way you become gentle is to force yourself. It's not in you. Some of us are naturally gentle. Naturally. This brother, mashallah, is naturally gentle. My man right here. Naturally gentle. Stop there. This brother right here is naturally gentle, right here, mashallah. Naturally. But some of us are roughnecks. You know, like alligator skin. Alligator skin. Some of us are like that. Roughnecks. So, for the roughnecks, you know who you are. Say to yourself, man, I'm going to stop this nonsense because it's not right. And I know it's not right. Allah has allowed the shaitan to make my bad deeds and behavior appear if this is okay. I'm justifying the way I'm dealing with people. I'm justifying it. It didn't even go the way I'm thinking it went, but it appears that way to me. It appears that way to me. So may Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq, inshallah Ta'ala, in our dawah. We want to go back today and want to say to our wives and our children, I love you, I'm sorry, and stuff like that. And those little babies that you have, pick them little babies up and kiss them little babies. And after you kiss them and play with them, you know, and stuff like that, then it's okay to, uh, you know, just make dhikr and get yourself together. All right, Ikhwani, if you have any questions about today's daros, you put your question forward, mashallah. Any questions? Halindukum Shaykh. Fadiyahi. Say it again. Nah, not at all, brother. It's not always the it's not always the brothers that are irate. There's an authentic hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said it's not permissible for a woman to marry off another woman as the wedi. So some of us know of aunties, aunties. They're the ones who stand up like they're the wali for their daughters when it comes time for the nikah. The father is in the background. It's the auntie, her mother who's running stuff. Rasulullah says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَعَنَ اللَّهِ الْمُتَرَجِّلِينَ مِنَ الرِّجَالِ بِالنِّسَاءِ وَمُتَرَجِّلَاتِ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ بِالرِّجَالِ May Allah curse those men who act like women and those women who act like men. الرِّجَالُ قَوَّامُونَ عَلَى الْنِّسَاءِ Men are the ones who have the authority over women. Not muscles and all that. You in charge. Go get a job. Pay the bills. Help the family. You're the man. You're the imam. But there are some women, brother, who are rough and tough. And one of the problems we have in this uh, democracy, in this, uh, this uh, political correctness on steroids today. Are you a he, a she, a they? How many they's are you? What are you? Uh, well, I was born a man, but I, I want you to see me and call me a fly. I'm a fly. And if you don't recognize me as a fly, a ba'uda, a dhubab, a dhubab. If you don't recognize me sitting here as a fly, I'm going to take you to jail. I want my rights. Are you serious? That's the time we're living in right now. This is the time that we're living in right now. So we have some Muslim women who are beating up the men. The 
domestic violence is coming from the woman. She's jacking him up. And I don't want to stereotype this, but some people have this more than others. Some cultures, like I'm African. I'm proud to be African. But I've seen very aggressive African women. Very aggressive. I'm not stereotyping, but I've seen very aggressive African women. But I also saw women from Pakistan, Asian women, aggressive. So you're absolutely right, brother. There are people sitting in this audience who your question resonated with them because they know of a woman who's like that. And if one of our daughters, she is like that, it's your job to defend your daughter. But you have to tell your daughter, I'm going to defend you from this man oppressing you, but this is not all right, the way you're talking to him, the way you're dealing with him. Brother came, want to marry my daughter. He want to marry the brother's daughter. Want to marry a daughter. And he come. And you can see his, um, he's, he's weak. You know your daughter's personality is stronger. After the meeting and everything, nah, you can't marry my daughter, man. Because you come into the battle with a butter knife. You got a butter knife. You know the butter knife on the bread? You want to marry my daughter, you got to bring a sword. Not to chop her head off, because it's hammer time if you do that. But to be able to deal with her, because her personality is stronger than yours. Compatibility. Any more questions, Akwani? Any more questions? Go ahead, Habibi. <laughs> you see that? Did you see what you just did? Go ahead, Fadl ya akhi. Say it again. The Prophet said in many hadiths, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I fear for my nation that they're going to be destroyed by what destroyed the people before them. He said a lot of things. Uh, I fear for, I don't fear for you. I'm not afraid that you're poor. Some of us don't have money. We're living month to month, week to week. We ain't got no money. I don't have any money. We don't have any money. I'm not fearful that you're hungry. You don't have money to buy all this stuff. What I can What the thing that I fear for you is the dunya. And then it will cause you to race for it against one another. And you would do everything to do by hook and crook to get it. The way the people did before you. And they were destroyed by it. And it would destroy you. Another thing he said... I fear that you're going to be destroyed by the hariqa, by the razor, as it destroyed the communities before you. He said, the razor I'm talking about is not the razor that cuts your head. It's not that razor that cuts your head. I fear for you the hariqa that will cut your deen. What's the hariqa that cuts your deen? Being jealous. One of the best students here is the brother. He was sitting over there in our last class. He corrected me on the ayat and stuff like that multiple times. The person sits there and he asked, Hasid, because he corrected. What's wrong with you? That destroyed Bani Israel. That destroyed them people. So there are a lot of things that he used to tell the people. Shirk destroyed them. Mizan, uh, the um, cheating people. Again, I saw on the social media, slicksters, man. The lady went to buy the thing, and the guy, he does it all day, every day. Muslim to a Muslim. As soon as she turns her head, 
he puts something down and he puts the rock on and, and, and the lady just walk away, none the wiser. Some people just ripping us off like that. You have to go into the store and tell them, man, I know all the tricks. You got to be looking at people. I don't trust you. And we have to be like that with each other. Nobody's going to steal one penny from me. I work hard for mine. But if you just go, and I tell my wife this all the time. Don't be going to Morrison in the marketplaces walking like this and your bag is open. And you, you just walking like this. You better go in there thinking people in there and they only in there to rob me. So close your bag and put it in front of you. Don't put your... This is what we got to do. Before we end this, Ikhwani, last thing I want to advise you is, you know, we have to protect ourselves and we have to be strong. Maybe you're not going to lift weights. Maybe you're not going to run. Maybe you're not going to do mixed martial arts. But I would advise you to go on the internet and to start watching those jujitsu experts who analyze real fights that happen in the street. Real fights. And they say, you see how he did this wrong? He gave him his back. He shouldn't have done that. You see, he's not paying attention. He has tunnel vision with the guy giving him drama. He doesn't even see that guy had five people with him who came behind him. So that when you find yourself in that situation, because you've been studying it, you start looking around because you ride the train. So on the train, you, you're aware of that. You guys understand what I'm talking about? Instead of wasting your time watching TikTok and just one after another, that's not going to help you with anything, go on that, that uh, social media and look at how those jujitsu experts break down confrontations. The do's and the not do's. Uh, and I'm not saying because I want you to go to Daesh. I'm not saying that. I'm saying so that you can learn how to defend yourself. That if you had to step up, you stepping up to the pump and you bringing a noise. You're going to bring the noise. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdika wa shadu an la ilaha illa anta staghfiruka wa tubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.